0: Inna alhamda lillahi na ahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu Wa na'ozu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min siyyaati a'amalina Min yehdi allahu falamudilla lahu wa min yudhlil falahadiya lahu Wa nashahdu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lahu Wa nashahdu anna Sayyidana wa sanadana wa habibana wa shafi'ana wa mawlana Muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh أرسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون ولو كره المشركون ولو كره المنافقون أما بعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال عز وجل في كتابه الكريم لقد جاءكم رسول من انفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رءوف الرحيم فان تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم صدق الله العظيم all praises to Allah and may his peace and blessings be upon his servant and messenger our master Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam By the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have reached uh, al-ayam al-bidh, the bright days of the month of Sha'ban, which means there's not much more than half of a month left before Ramadan. In the past three khutbahs, we have spoken about preparation for this Ramadan both in general terms, as well as mentioning some matters for consideration given the relatively unique circumstances that many of us will find ourselves in this year this final khutbah in this series and indeed my final khutbah in this masjid as imam i wanted to mention something general something related to the principles of ramadan and fasting which is that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi said that fasting is half of patience. If you can fast, this is half of the knowledge of patience. Given that fasting is one of the five pillars upon which Islam is built, the practice of Islam is built, this means patience is something very great. This means what? That sabr is something great. Allah ta'ala says in his book, Sabirun Hisab. Indeed, the reward for the patient will be furnished for them without account. Meaning the people who are entered in the list of the patient on the day of judgment, their reward will have seemingly no mathematical relationship between the amount of patience a person had and what they will be provided with on the Day of Judgment. And indeed, the great maqam and great station of patience is corroborated further by this hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu that patience is half of the deen. Just like fasting is half of patience, Then, on top of that, patience is half of the deen of Islam. And there seems to be some type of misunderstanding amongst people when it comes to understanding what patience is. Nobody likes to be patient, nobody likes to deal with difficulty, nobody likes to work hard, nobody likes to be sick. Nobody likes to be persecuted. People don't like to be punished for doing what's wrong. People especially don't want to be punished for doing what's right. And yet it happens. Yet we go through so many difficulties in the day. And the most difficult type of difficulty a person goes through is the one that they do not understand why they're going through it. This is one of the greatest gifts that the deen gives a person. Just like a mother, when raising her children, will be able to do superhuman feats. Superhuman feats. That a woman, although the age we live in would like to deny it, is very different than a man. And from the cardinal virtues of being a woman, people of fitrah rarely would mention physical strength. However, a mother in order to serve her child, from before even having having had laid eyes on that child, will endure an amount of pain that would make a grown man cry. And after that, she will continue making sacrifices until the day that she dies. Why? Because she knows what she's suffering for, she knows what she's going through difficulty for, it's for her child. But there are so many things that happen to us in life, we have no idea why they happen. Somebody gets into a car accident, I don't know why. Somebody catches a particular disease, I don't know why. Why me and not why another person? People don't know why. One of the greatest gifts of this deen is what? Is to relieve you and to relieve me from the burden of why. Allah Ta'ala says in his book, لا يسألوا عمّا يسألون. Allah Ta'ala is not to be asked why. Even though Allah Ta'ala has the right to ask all of His creation, why? The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave us this gift. How wondrous is the affair of the believer. For indeed, Indeed, his affair, all of it is good. If he is touched by happiness, he is thankful and it's good for him. And if he's touched by affliction, he's patient and it's good for him. It's no longer your... Problem, why? Rather, the slave is given a job to do, and the slave does what he's commanded, and the Lord commands. That is the natural order of things. And the Lord, from his generosity, has promised the slave, not because of a compulsion or necessity, but because of his generosity, that whoever at least puts in a good faith effort to fulfill the work that he's given, the fulfillment of that work is what? is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will keep that person's honor in this world and the hereafter, not the least of which is that they will enter Jannah forever. A place where there's no deprivation, a place where there's no sadness, a place where there's no hunger, a place where there's no poverty, a place where there's no separation, a place where not even the least of discomfort will be tolerated. Jaza bima kanu Yamalun, As a recompense for the effort as a recompense for the deeds that were attempted by the slave in this place of difficulty and in this place of test. So the first thing is that people run away from patience, like a person runs from death. And the fact of the matter is, nothing useful that is to be achieved in life can ever happen without patience. There's nobody who made it to the NBA without suburb. There's nobody who s- scored 20, 30 points in a game without having that ball in their hand since the time they were a child and constantly throwing it at the hoop. There's no doctor who became a doctor except for through patience. There's no engineer who became an engineer except for through patience. There's no king or prince or president who made what they made except for through extreme difficulty and suffering setbacks and going through all sorts of tests and tribulations that tested their mettle, that tested their resolve muslim kafir democrat republican black white purple no exception no exception at all this is the first issue that we have is that we run from patience as if we run away from death but we should remember the hadith of the prophet sallallahu that Jannah, the hijab of Jannah is what? Is makarih It's it's things that the nafs that the, the nafs finds unpleasant, unattractive. The gift wrapping that Jannah comes in is what? Is all of those things that the nafs doesn't like? Hunger and thirst, which literally are part of the fast. Deprivation, which is part of the fast. Getting yelled at by the Imam in the khutbah for Not turn your phone off. Nobody likes it, but it's for your own good. Imam doesn't hate you. Imam loves you, that's why he's here. It's good for you, but nobody wants it. I wouldn't like to get yelled at. Nobody likes it, but it's good for you. Literally, it is the gift wrapping that Jannah comes in. According to who? According to the Rasul wasallam. So we shouldn't run from this patience. We shouldn't have this irrational fear of it. But on top of that, we also still have a misconception about what patience is. There was a famous exchange between two of the Masha'ikh in the old times. Both of them were people who were travelers on the spiritual path, so they asked one another, you tell me, my brother, what do you define as patience? People used to have these types of discussions. Now we talk about Teslas and... Uh, 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 Lexuses and uh, We talk about real estate and Bitcoin And GameStop and these things In the old days the people used to be fascinated It used to capture their attention They used to be fascinated by spiritual matters So they used to talk about them So two of the masha'if They said, what does patience mean to you? So the first says To me patience is That if Allah gives you something You should be pleased with it And if Allah Ta'ala denies you something you want then you should be patient. Then you should also keep it together, you shouldn't fall apart. The second says, this is the definition that we give in my country, to the patience of dogs. To the patience of dogs. By the way, it's a very high maqam. I don't mention the story in order to belittle. Whoever is able to do that, that when Allah gives you something, you're happy. And when Allah decides that something you want, you don't get, that you be patient, this is also a very great maqam. There are many qualities that dogs have inside of them. If a human being were to bring inside of him or her, that person would be a great person. But the second Shaykh says what? He says that this is the patience amongst my people. This is the patience, we call it the patience of dogs. What is true patience? True patience is something that that involves some sort of a plan. True patience is not you being a bubble of froth on top of the ocean, getting tossed here and there. Putting no effort into a plan, putting no effort into a goal, putting no effort into realizing or seeing yourself, the ones you love, your business, your neighbors, your family, your children, your deen, your ummah get somewhere better than what it was from before if you have a goal your goal is to lose weight you're going to have to skip dessert not just once several times it's going to burn but the patience you have at that burning That patience is not like, oh, well, I wanted dessert, but I didn't get it today, so I'm gonna be patient. No, it's patience and it's employed as a tool that allows you, that helps you to prosecute a plan. You see, patience, like we said before, is not the refuge of fools, is not the refuge of the deprived, is not the refuge of victims. Patience is the very tool through which greatness is achieved. There is no other route to greatness other than patience. If someone were to hand you your aspirations, I want to become a doctor, here's your medical degree. Are you gonna be a good doctor? No. Someone handed you the rules, say here's the scepter, you're a khalifa, you now rule the entire world. I promise you a person who receives it without, without earning it, without going through the difficulty, without you know, going through the ropes. That person will destroy the entire world right before your eyes. And it will be much faster than you think. And if you don't believe me, see, see how brothers and sisters fight with one another for the miraf, for the inheritance of their fathers without earning it. See how quickly people go from millions and tens of millions, hundreds of millions to absolutely nothing. We should read history, mashallah, the greatest historian in the history of history, Ibn Khaldun. We can you know, say, oh, look, he was a Muslim and he invented sociology and this and that and, and, you know, feel good about ourselves. We should read those books as well. We should read those books as well. He mentions, he says it takes just four generations for a dynasty, no, ma- no matter how powerful they are. Just four generations under normal circumstances. 80 years. To make a state, no matter how powerful it is, to make it shift from rise into decline. Why? Because by the time the fourth generation is born, they no longer remember the difficulties of struggle in order to build the dynasty their forefathers had. Rather, they assume that power, order, enjoyment are just a natural state of life. If this doesn't describe the state of this ummah, whether somewhere else around the world or even inside of this very masjid. That we have been handed a Quran, we didn't have to compile it and we didn't have to memorize it. We've been handed a Salat, we didn't have to struggle for it. No one ever oppressed us. No boot of a military occupation ever kicked us for making sajdah toward Allah Ta'ala. We have the books of Hadith. We have the books of Tafsir. There are places, people who are alive, maybe some people even in this gathering, in this Jumu'ah. That merely having them inside of your house would get you killed. Merely having them inside of your house will get you deported to a gulag, to a, a, a labor camp in Siberia from which you will never return. We have all of these things. We didn't have to struggle in order to earn them. And so we no longer value them. We think that this is the way it always is and it always was, and it's not the way it always is or always was. The kingship of our forefathers was wasted by generations. فما خَلَفُوا من خلفا الصَّلَاةُ وَاتَّبَعُوا الشَّهَوَاتِ Those companions of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam from whom many of us are descended in this gathering. Those people who accepted Islam at their hands or the ones who accepted Islam at the hands of those who accepted it at their hands from whom, which many of us are descendants and from whom all of us the silsila of our Islam even if a person took shahada this morning they took it from somebody who took it from somebody who took it from those people because we took it for granted because we haven't struggled what happens? We waste the patrimony that was gifted to us by our forefathers in Iman. And we're not determinist people. The reason for studying history, the reason for thinking about these things and talking about these things, it's not in order to say, this is your fate, you have to end this way, you have to live this way, you have to die this way. Rather, the person who understands the danger in things can avoid it. The person who understands the danger of car accidents can always put a seatbelt on. He can also elect not to do so. But, and there's a difference in outcome between the person who, you know, flies through their windshield and lands 30 meters in front of their car, and the person who's safe. We still have these opportunities, and one of the beautiful things about Ramadan is what? On top of its being an act of worship that we do in order to make our Rabb pleased with us, we also remember, through the difficulty of that fast, through the avoiding those things that the nafs likes avoiding the tv avoiding the music avoiding the you know endless stream of doom scrolling on facebook and kitty cat videos on youtube and refreshing your uh, different accounts it hurts you want to do it your fingers will twitch but through that difficulty what do you do you build the capacity in yourself so that even if you get to a day When you can eat and drink Eid Mubarak everybody mashallah, minna minkum, Don't have to fast anymore But still you have a skill set Through which you can push yourself To prosecute and achieve Those things that you otherwise were unable to do When you were a prisoner Of your own fear of discomfort When you were a prisoner of your own Fear of those things that we shouldn't fear فَلَا تَخْشَوْهُمْ وَخْشَوْمْ Allah Ta'ala, is one of the last things Allah Ta'ala says to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam لَقَدْ يَأْسَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ دِينِكُمْ This day, the people who disbelieved have given up hope that we'll ever be able to do anything about these obstinate Muslims. They've given up hope. They'll go to the moon, they'll go to Mars, but they're never going to be able to take this deen away from us. They've given up hope. So don't fear them. Allah Ta'ala said, don't fear them and fear me. This day I have perfected you for your religion. Lakum Dinakum. And I've completed my favor upon you. And I have chosen this Islam, this submission as a way of life for you. So don't worry. Don't worry about other stuff. Your bills will get paid. Corona is economically adverse. Allah ta'ala will make another stimulus. And half of Cuyahoga County will eat and drink free money just so that Allah ta'ala can deliver the aid to you. Don't worry. Don't fear these things. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have a plan that's worthy of a Muslim to have for yourself, for your life, for your spouse, for your children, for your relatives, for your masjid, for our masjid, for our ummah. Have a plan worth planning. You can plan, start by planning your Ramadan out and have a bigger plan and a bigger goal worth having and worth planning. And the day you have to go through the difficulty, like the person who's on a diet and they have to skip dessert. Say, what tastes better, my dessert or my being healthy? You skip the dessert. It's okay. Say, I don't even want it anymore. Fool yourself. Lie to yourself the first time, the second time, the third time. You'll believe it on the fourth time, I promise you. When you miss something, you skip something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Say, I don't even want this thing. I don't even want this thing, even though the body wants it, even though the limbs want it, even though the nafs wants it, but that's not who you are. The nafs is what you share and what I share in common with monkeys and with dogs. Say so that's not me. What I want is what makes my rub happy. What I want is the thing that makes me look like one of the angels, not like something that belongs in a zoo. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make all of us turn our eyes away from the dog treats that half of humanity have turned themselves into pets by chasing and give us the tawfiq of following the sunnah of the angels. Give us tawfiq to follow the sunnah of the awliya of Allah ta'ala. Give us tawfiq to live our life in such a way that we would be proud. And it's hard, it's difficult. Neither am I perfect, nor is anybody else perfect. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to do good deeds. And on the day of judgment, accept from us the good that we did. The best of what we did. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from his fadl and his karam overlook and let us forget those things other than that, that that we did. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Make us better people than who we are And give us a life better than our life Give us time better than our time Give us words better than the words that we've had so far Give us something better May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala From his karam Ya akram al-akramin Wa ya arham al Ya Allah Give us something better than what we have Bi fadlika bi rahmatika Ya arham al sallallahu ta'ala Ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa aqulu qawli hadha واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه انه هو الغفور الرحيم